2: All right, let's talk about it. Wrap-up show here on a Tuesday evening. Really convincing win for San Diego State after that big-time home win against Utah State. How are the Aztecs going to respond? They did so in a big way with a road win, second Mountain West road win. And all of a sudden, remember going into Saturday, we're like, you know, San Diego State's got to beat Utah State in order to contend for a Mountain West regular season title. Well, they beat Utah State. They moved within one game of first place. And then today they get the right results around the league. Utah State tripped up by Nevada. Um, in Logan, Boise State falling in Fort Collins, Colorado State, and the Aztecs winning at Air Force. And all of a sudden you look up and there is a four-way tie for first place in the Mountain West. Four teams at seven and three. There are three additional teams with four losses in the league, seven teams separated by one game in the loss column with about seven or eight regular season games remaining or eight or nine regular season games remaining for each of these teams. So there's so much still to come, obviously, in the league. And each game, there's all this fluctuation potentially. Of course, you have to find a way to be in the top five. All of these teams are hoping to be in the top five because this league is so good that in the Mountain West Tournament, Nobody wants to play four games in four days. I mean, it's going to be hard enough to win three games in three days in the Mountain West. But the Aztecs, um, not only do they win it against Air Force, you know, the first half, it would have been hard to play better. And now they have this just showdown with Nevada on Friday in Reno, Nevada getting a big win. Nevada, all of a sudden, I think still on the wrong side, probably of the bubble for most bracketologists. But if you could beat Utah State on the road and follow that up by beating San Diego State at home, all of a sudden, Nevada has a pretty good resume and again I think a lot's going to hinge on Friday night because if you win Friday you completely control your own destiny and you're coming back home for a two-game homestand if you lose Friday it doesn't mean you're not going to win the Mountain West regular season but you'll have work to do on the other side of it and all of a sudden you can look up if you don't win Friday and depending on results uh you know you're looking at a potential three four way tie for like third fourth or fifth place at the end of the weekend if you don't win on Friday but a Very good win for the Aztecs, and we can get into it. Um, there is a lot to get into, and uh, the Aztecs are 18 and 5 overall. I mean, in terms of coming out on all cind- uh, cylinders, whatever the cliche is, right? Firing on all cylinders, that's exactly what San Diego State did in this game. Um, which is easier said than done 7,000 feet elevation, Princeton style offense, right? They didn't come out sluggish though. I mean, maybe for a minute, Air Force I think led 3 nothing, and then and then the Aztecs completely turned it on. They shot 70% from the floor in the first half and held Air Force to 32% shooting. It was 45-20 at the intermission. And I think they were, what, 8 of 11 from 3 in the first half? Something ridiculous. I mean, they dominated the game. They were forcing turnovers, scoring off turnovers. They were out rebounding Air Force at the break, 14-8. And I know someone in the chat is going to say, yeah, but late Air Force clawed to within 13, hit a 3 at the buzzer. Guys, you it's, it's a great win. And the difference between a 13-point win and a 19-point win is not the end-all, be-all. What you should be thinking about is winning on the road, staying healthy, and limiting minutes from starters. This isn't about piling on in the final four minutes to win by 19 when you've got travel back to San Diego, then to Reno, and you're playing Friday. This is about not playing, guys, 30-plus minutes on the road. Only one player played 30 minutes. It was Darion Tremel. He played 31. Jaden played 25 minutes could you have kept starters in for the final three minutes for what purpose? What if someone gets hurt to beat air force by 19, as opposed to 13, like this is a long season. All the possessions are added up. Everything matters analytically speaking, but what matters most is winning. Um, And what matters most beyond that is staying healthy. You could actually argue the health is more important than the win when you consider what's in store here for San Diego state. So I'm not going to get caught up in air force closing the game on an eight nothing run and scoring 14 of the last 16 points. I think it's, Uh, it's a waste of breath. What I will get caught up in is the way they played at elevation on the road for 35-plus minutes in this game, and they played really well. Uh, Can they do it in Reno against Nevada? We'll find out in a couple of days. And then from there, I mean, this is the four-game stretch. I mean, we're kind of in a seven-game stretch we've been talking about. Uh, They're three games into it, and they're two and one. But these four games, right, Reno, home for Colorado State, New Mexico, then in Logan against Utah State, they're just crucial. All of them are – Crucial, And I said heading into this game, in the final nine remaining games in the regular season, it's actually more important, arguably, to avoid the landmine, to avoid falling back metrically, uh, suffering a defeat to someone like Air Force here tonight or Fresno State coming up later this month or San Jose State at home. All right? Those are your three non-Quad 1 or Quad 2 games. The Quad 1, Quad 2 games, if you don't end up on the right side of them, are not... Um, you know, it's something you can overcome. It's kind of weird the way we look at college basketball. The quad one and quad two games are opportunities, but if you don't lose, if you don't win them, you don't fall back that much metrically. If you lose a quad three or quad four game, you can really suffer analytically. Not just do you lose, but you lose analytically as well, and it can impact your resume. And Brian Dutcher teams in this, you know, era of, you know, net rankings has only been about four seasons. The Aztecs have been pristine in this era. They, Avoid bad losses. They avoid losing streaks. Um, They've got a clean resume. We've talked about it. They've got five losses this year. They're 18-5. and They're five losses. I think I have this right still, right? Five quad one road losses. That's it for San Diego State this season. I I thought today, um, you know, and I'll probably be with you, by the way, for about 30 minutes because it's a late night. I've already been talking about it for 30 or 40 minutes on the radio. But, you know, I thought Reese Waters was great. He had five threes. He looks fully healthy right now. Um, You know, I thought – Jaden was really impactful because he drew 11 fouls in this game. Um, it was interesting the way Air Force defended him. I mean, he wasn't only doubled. He only had nine field goal attempts. He still scored 14 points. He was a rebound shy of a double-double. Micah had some moments, was two of three from beyond the arc. Lamont was able to get to the to the rim and score 11 points. Um, Darian Tramell hit two threes and had four assists and no turnovers. I thought Elijah Saunders in his minutes was good. Um, who else am I miss, missing? Miles Heidi uh was really valuable in this game um and they made a team that again you look at the numbers you look at their record and you know air force has not a very good year it's interesting because they did beat unlv in vegas by 32 points but they got some scores and they could shoot the three ball i mean they were 50 percent from beyond the arc air force a lot of that came in the second half but they are second in the conference in three-point shooting something like 38 percent, maybe just above right now. So it's a capable team. I mean, you run into Air Force on the wrong night, and they hit 14 threes like they did against UNLV in Vegas, and you hit like four, and you're going to lose. But tonight, San Diego State actually had more made threes than Air Force. Aztecs had 11, Air Force had 10. And the Aztecs in their last three games, remember, they were the worst three point shooting team in the conference three games ago. Last three games, they're shooting 46% from beyond the arc and 50% here today, getting all kinds of Uh, Players involved, Trammell, two threes. Parrish hit two threes. Waters hit five threes. Miles Burns was one of five from beyond the arc. Elijah Saunders was one of two. So you had three-point baskets from five different players in this game. And for whatever reason, maybe because they were due, maybe because they got their legs back after the week-long bye, for whatever reason, the Aztecs look like the shooting team that we thought we'd see um, throughout the course of this season. And by the way, at times we have. I think the first month of the season we saw it, They dipped a little bit from beyond the arc, but they have shooters. I mean, whether it's Darion, Micah, Jaden has been an excellent three-point shooter this year. Reese has been a really good three-point shooter, obviously. Jay Powell's been a good three-point shooter. Miles Bird has had his moments. Elijah Saunders has had his moments as well. So um, all told, a really good win um, in a tough place to get a convincing win. I think the Essex have actually now won five straight games there by 10 or more points, but... You know, if you followed San Diego State basketball for the last decade or more, you know that the Aztecs have been ranked before ran and lost. I think back-to-back years they were ranked at Air Force and lost. Was it 12 and 13 or 11 and 12? Um, San Diego State's been good at Air Force historically and good recently, but not perfect. I think they're 25 and 17 all the time at the Air Force Academy. So far from perfect, and it can be a recipe for an upset. Short turnaround off a big win, a bit of a trap, going to Nevada, coming up on Friday. Uh, with the travel, with the flight delays they had yesterday, and still finding a way to win. And they did it a little uncharacteristically. They had another lineup change. They've had three different starting lineups the last three games. That's because there was a a travel issue, according to Mark Ziegler. We'll see if we get more specifics on it. Jay Powell did not travel with the team yesterday. He, I think, flew out commercially, is what Mark wrote in the UT tonight. Um, Didn't join the team until shoot-around today. Was not in the starting lineup. Darian Tramiel was in the starting lineup, along with Micah Parrish. So Saunders came off the bench, Powell came off the bench, and the combination worked beautifully. And the last two games, everything has worked uh, for Brian Dutcher in terms of his starting lineup and his bench. They're getting bench contributions, 17 more bench points here today for SDSU. And you're seeing players continue to develop. We've talked about the bench, right? Beginning of the year, people were concerned, oh, they're lacking depth. Now as the year continues, it's like, well, now they have these six, seven starters because they've become interchangeable the last couple of games. In addition to that, they've got Bird and Heidi, you know, coming off the bench as well. So they are a true nine player rotation um, and occasionally, you know, stretching deeper than that to Johnson, Johnson, um, you know, BJ Davis potentially getting some minutes in there as well for SDSU. Um, and again, 77, 64, hard to complain about it and everything in front of SDSU right now with the eight remaining regular season games, the mountain West tournament Friday against Nevada, coming back home, Colorado State and New Mexico four way tie for first place, but again only one game ahead of fifth place in the league. And seven teams separated by one game in the loss column. I mean, I think there's a there's a you know potential where you have you know three, four, five way tie for first place in the league. I don't know how likely it is. I'd have to look at something like Bart Torovic or Ken Pomeroy to find the likelihood of something like that. But it, it's definitely possible that you could have. You know, three, four teams tied atop the Mountain West standings at the end of the year. I think that's a possibility. Again, I don't know if it's likely at this point or not, but it is a possibility. I don't know who has the inside track. I haven't looked at all remaining schedules for those seven teams that have four or fewer losses in the league, but I think it sets up at least, you know, well enough, I would say, for SDSU. And a lot of it, again, I think is contingent on Friday in Reno, which is a bit of a Super Bowl, I would say, for Nevada. They need it from a resume and bubble perspective. They need it to avenge an earlier season loss to San Diego State. And Nevada, with their like season kind of on the line and their backs against the wall, they've responded here. They just got a very big win in Logan here tonight. And all of a sudden, it's Utah State that's staring at the two-game losing streak. But um, you know, good night, a-, a win at Elevation, a road win, all these things that are coveted by the committee. Like, road wins are coveted. Um, winning at Elevation is something you have to do in the Mountain West. And I think San Diego State had lost where? BYU out of conference, but elevation Albuquerque, right at elevation Boise at elevation tonight at 7,000 feet, a win and a convincing win. So you can kind of not, not put the elevation story to rest. I mean, they play at elevation every single year. It's always a story with SDSU, a C-level team in the mountain West with the craziest elevations in college basketball. So it's always going to be a story. Um, But I think by and large, you know, but, you know, the Aztecs have overcome it to some extent and people have talked about how, oh, you know, they haven't, you know, won games consistently on the road or they haven't been as good on the road. But the truth is that they've got um, they've got a handful of road wins right now, including one against Gonzaga. So, I mean, it's hard to win on the road in college basketball. Brian Dutcher talks about it. It's even harder, I think, to win in the Mountain West um, on the road. And it's not going to be easy in Reno or in Logan, or even in Vegas at the Thomas and Mac at the end of the regular season in early March when the Aztecs travel to take on UNLV. So every single one is coveted to win a regular season title. They need more road wins. I don't think you get there with, um, you know, three road losses still to come. You got to go to Fresno too. You know, you're going to have to go better than five and three down the stretch. Uh, the Aztecs are seven and three right now. I don't think 12 and six is good enough to get a share. I think 13 and five maybe. So that would be what a six and two finish for SDSU. So you know, navigate your way to a six and two finish and you might look up and be in either sole possession or a share first place in the Mountain West standings. All right. If you are here, um, please subscribe. We have here on content for Aztec fans. Smash the like button for me, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. I uh, appreciate the super chats. You can click the dollar sign below the chat box. I will get to your super chats here today. I'll try to get to as many chats as I can. You can become a member of the channel as well, um, by clicking the join button down below you get emojis and badges also if you want to support the mesa foundation collective you can click the link in the description down below pick up a catapult U shirt now available our partnership with sons of montezuma and myself and my radio show john and jim again all proceeds of this brand new t-shirt catapult U. um the backstory is i don't even fully remember but someone poked fun at me for using the the verb or the adjective um catapulting a couple of years ago when i said san diego state moved up in the metrics and from that point on i've just used it obsessively so catapult you Uh, these t-shirts are available click the link in the description down below all proceeds go to the mesa foundation benefiting san diego state men's and women's basketball players so all proceeds great way to support uh, san diego state's basketball programs click the link in the description down below all right, let me get to some of these comments uh, here on this Tuesday night. Aztecs are 18-5, and 7-3 and three in the Mountain West. Ryan, thank you. He says, solid W. I agree. Maria, good to see you. Thanks for hanging out in the chat tonight, Maria. Loyal, avid uh, fan of John and Jim, wrap-up shows. Thanks, Maria. Uh, she says, what a win. Reese Waters has been fun to watch this season so far. He really has. I mean, such a valuable transfer portal pickup. Aztecs knew what they needed. It's what they got. And he fit in seamlessly from day one. He was nicked up a little bit in the middle of the season, and he has rebounded really nicely here over the last week or so. Jeff the Crusher says, great road win. I agree. I think um, it's almost like an oxymoron because all road wins are great, is what I would say, including here today. And it's really hard to be critical of a double-digit road win. I don't care who you're playing. It's hard to be critical of that. Adam says, let's go. Great win. Uh, Jeff agrees with Maria. Reese has been awesome. Tom says a great win on the road at altitude. I agree. I agree with you, Tom. I do. Um, And, yeah, that's the thing with Reese. I mean, there was a game or two where he just didn't look like himself. I don't think he had, you know, the the legs because of the ankle. He's just such a – he's a born shooter. He is such a good shooter. He's so dynamic on offense. And you felt that here tonight. You felt it at Gonzaga. You felt it in the non-conference. You've seen it with routine. I mean, game just comes to him. He doesn't force it. You know, eight field goal attempts, scoring 15 points is a pretty good night for Reese Waters. Uh, Adam says took the foot off the gas a bit in the second half, but it's okay. Good win. Didn't overlook them. Nevada is our second to last chance to get a good road win. I mean, listen, and and I understand completely what the way Adam puts it, I think is a completely fair way to put it. and, And Adam probably heard what I said earlier. I'd much prefer the 13 point win with starters playing 25 minutes than the 33-point win with starters playing 35 minutes and someone getting nicked up. So you'd rather be cautious there. Would you prefer to win by 20 than 13? Yes. But at the end of the day, because San Diego State's metrics are so solid, I don't think this is any negative impact. I don't think there's anything negative out of a 13-point win. Again, you know, everyone wants to win by more when they win. So yeah, would you prefer to win by a few more points? Sure. But at the end of the day, they have back-to-back 14 point and 13 point wins over utah state and air force on the road and it, it's more than good enough it's it's impressive is what it is uh john thank you for hanging out it says waters in more ways than one thank you john um yeah there's opportunities actually for marquee road wins adam um adam had the the initial comment and tom follows up i mean utah state is a quad one opportunity. Nevada is a quad one opportunity on the road. And UNLV right now is a quad two road opportunity. So yeah, there's multiple opportunities for... Really, there's three opportunities for good road wins. There's two for high-level road wins, I would say. And that would be Nevada and Utah State. Yeah, they barely got any. Uh, Jeff says, Air Force didn't get many easy backup buckets. The D worked hard tonight. May, I kind of recall maybe one. and And that... May have not happened. I don't think it was more than one back cut basket for Air Force today. I thought the Aztecs really defended hard, especially in that first half. There was just no looks for Air Force. They scored 20 points in the first half. I mean, that's incredible. Um, that's incredible. Now, they performed better in the second half, to their credit. I mean, and like Brian Dutcher said to Ted Postgame on the radio, San Diego Sports 760, Air Force isn't quitting, okay? I mean, these are academy members. The last thing they're going to do is quit. And to their credit, they they certainly didn't here today uh neil says they took the pedal off the metal in the last few i disagree i think they went to their bench in the last few i don't think they took the pedal off i, I again i prefer waters trammell butler Laddie getting three and a half minutes of rest there late um and getting bj davis to johnson kate alger and others some opportunities by the way to play in a conference game but i, I don't see it really like you know took their foot off the pedal i see it like yeah hey, air force made a couple plays san diego state went to its bench and Air Force closed the last three minutes better than San Diego State that's fair but I don't think it's because um they took their pet their foot off the pedal so to speak Adam says uh, curious as to why pal is having elevation problems and didn't travel with the team is it a disciplinary thing does he get sick at elevation just curious as to if he's okay or what is up no I don't think it has anything to do with discipline and I don't know if he's having an elevation thing or not um but I know he did travel separately for whatever reason they, they coined it as travel issues so I don't think it has anything to do with uh, discipline and what happened with Colorado State. Dutch talked about on his radio show last week right here on um, on San Diego Sports 760. He said, you know, he had a short leash, and with the benefit of hindsight, he probably should have played him uh, more, um, or if at all, I guess, in the second half against Colorado State. So I, I don't know if it has anything to do with elevation or if it's just, um, you know, being on the road. Like today, Powell played 20-plus minutes off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, he played over 20 minutes. He had five rebounds. I thought he, he, he had some – impactful moments on the glass, couple of assists, um, only had two field goal attempts, was 0 of 2. I don't know if it has to do with elevation or not. Um, he did not. He did not, Tom. I don't have the particulars, but he did not. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a big story. What happened today around the league is significant. All these games are significant. I mean, Utah State all of a sudden is in a precarious spot, like teams can get occasionally in this league. I think Nevada was there about a month ago with the the home loss to like Boise state and they're trying to dig out of it. Now, Utah state, has lost back to back games and nobody can say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your
0: hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands
2: off To afford you know three or four consecutive losses in the Mountain West Conference and, and Utah State right now is looking at consecutive losses and no one has a resume that is so safe that they are a tournament lock. I think the best resume right now is San Diego State's. Metrically, New Mexico's is comparable, and of course they have a victory over the Aztecs. But I do think San Diego State has the best uh, metrics and the best resume in the league, and that's not just saying it through rose-colored or Aztec-colored glasses. They truly do at 18 and five with their schedule, with their strength. I think they have, you know, a four seed, five seed resume. You know, I saw like Mike DeCourcy today; they put it up on FS1, and he had a seven seed for San Diego State. That's insanity based on where they are right now. Um, there's no world where they're lower than a six seed right now, and they I think are securely on the five seed line with a chance to be a four seed. But again, that doesn't lock them in. I would say on February 6th to the NCAA tournament. I think it puts them in a good position. But I don't think it locks them in because all of a sudden you suffer, you know, two, three consecutive losses and your resume doesn't look near as good. But I do think as we sit here tonight speaking, I think San Diego State has the best resume in the league. Um, I'm going to get back to the chat in a moment. I do want to remind our viewers here live or on replay about our title sponsor here on the wrap up show. Um, higher Impact Financial, my buddy Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. If you're looking for a financial planner, I've been working with Eric. I set up the free 15 minute consultation. I ended up speaking to Eric. I think initially for 15 minutes, another time for about an hour or so. Um, if you've got any financial needs, if you've got any questions about your future, about your retirement, about your taxes, get in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Click the link in the description down below. He's he's a uh, San Diegan, uh, an Aztec fan. And supports this channel. So if you're looking to get your house in order with your financials, if you're looking to um, again plan for your retirement, if you've got questions about your financial future, right? Because I do, he makes it simple and easy. Uh, you can take that from me. So he supports our work here on the Wrap Up Show. Uh, he's based in Southern California. If you've got any need, set up a free 15 minute consultation with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Click the link in the description down below. Let him know I sent you there. Um, we'll talk to you about the Aztecs. We'll talk to you about your financial goals as well. Get in contact with my buddy, Eric Lanier, at Higher Impact Financial. All right, let's get back to some comments here for the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Again, if you're here live or on replay, please do subscribe. We have your year content for Aztec basketball and football fans. Max says, nobody's crying about the 13-point win, but denying that winning by 20-plus wouldn't have been beneficial to the net is just flat-out not true. But, yes, happy about the win. Um Am I denying it? I don't think I'm denying it. I just told you that winning by 20 would be preferred to winning by 13, but winning by 30 would be preferred to winning by 20. Max, the impact on the net tonight, or on Ken Palm, because I haven't seen the net, the impact on the net of San Diego State winning by 13 or 20 would be likely zero spots. At most, one. Likely zero. Like, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now, and the difference between 20 and 19 metrically is not six points it's more than that right now actually it's san diego state new mexico i mean we're, we're parsing through data at that point i mean you know what i mean i mean maybe san diego state should have only beaten utah state at home on saturday by nine but they won by 14 right doesn't it kind of all even out so air force hit a three at the buzzer okay i mean is that what are we really going to do about it i mean i'm not losing sleep over it um all every single possession is beneficial or um, or not to your benefit all season long, every single one of them. So, I mean, you just add it all up and this is, this is where you get. So I think a 13 point road win when Ken Palm has it as a 12 point difference. And when the line is nine and a half is, is more than good enough. You know, that's well, that's how I see it. And then he follows up health and winning, of course, is the priority. I mean, that's obvious, but yeah. So, I mean, that's why we it every single day of the week. I mean, that, yeah, you could have won this game by 20. You know what? You know, Max, what people would be saying if Lamont Butler, with 44 seconds left in the game, went to the basket and twisted his ankle. People would say, Why on earth is Lamont Butler in the game with 44 seconds left? So that's why I'll take the 13 point win with an Air Force 8 0 run to close over Reese Waters still being in the game because that's just basketball and you have to live with it. You can't keep your foot on the gas for 40 minutes in all games. Because it's more than I talk about analytics and metrics more than anyone, but at the end of the day, it's a basketball team playing a long season with travel. And I'm more concerned about them being rested Friday than them winning by 18 points tonight against uh, Air Force. And we could agree to disagree. I, I completely respect your opinion on it. I'm just telling you, telling you mine. Uh, Neil says Dutch has too much respect to keep the starters in and run up the score. I, I think it goes beyond that. I think, ultimate, of course, they have the re- respect. Of uh, of course, they respect the Air Force Academy. Of course, they respect their opponents, especially in the league. But I, I think it even goes, it's not about running up the score. It's about doing what's best for your team, right? Not doing what's best for your net. What's best for your team is what's best for your net. And what's best for your team is what you should be doing, you know, from a game in and game out basis. And the net will take care of itself based on you doing what's right in the time and score and circumstance for your team, if that makes sense. Uh, Gustavo, what's going on? He says, great team win. Let's get ready for Nevada. Go Aztecs from Tijuana. And I don't even think we'd be talking about it if the kid didn't hit a three literally at the buzzer. And then the margin would have been 16. And it would have been like, uh, you know, like kissing your sister. Like it would have been like meeting in the middle. So they won by 16. I mean, kid hit a three at the buzzer. Just whatever, you know, what can you do about it? Uh, Gustavo says Saunders has been better coming off the bench, playing aggressively and with more confidence. Yeah, he's looked really good um he has he's really picked his spots and he's been um really contributing i thought he did some damage inside tonight as well which was encouraging hit another three he hit some threes here over the last three or four games so yeah i'm with you i think saunders has filled the role really nicely in his first two games this year off the bench gustavo says great team win let's get ready for Nevada. Go aztecs from tijuana um max says the committee is not going to care that they want elevation to air force lol i love you john but they won't care Oh, hold on, Max. You are m- misconstruing my words. What they are going to care about is when they look at the team sheet, here's what matters, okay? Are you capable of winning on the road? There is no resume of a team that only has one or two road wins that gets into the NCAA tournament. You want to pile up road wins. It doesn't matter if they're against UCSD and San Jose State and Air Force. they road wins, so it's on your resume. Um, and I love you too, Max. I'm not saying this is their marquee win. I'm just saying check the box and move on you beat air force by 13 on the road that's important it's a road win it's a conference win it doesn't hurt your metrics arguably it helps your metrics right so yeah and the committee is not going to take time to whoa let's stop they got a road win at air force they could have won the game by 39 tonight and they're not going to do that so we both agree in that regard but what they do care about is how many road wins you have because it does matter if you're competing with a team on a seed line and one team is you know, two and seven on the road and and you're five and six on the road. I I think actually that is impactful. So road wins have value. And you could argue that road wins don't have more value than home wins, but it's a separator because there's a lot of good teams in the country. Like if you look at the net right now, you know, there's a lot of teams that don't have great road records because it's hard to win on the road, regardless of who you're playing. Um <laughs> Braden, stop. Stop. Just stop. I'm with you, Tom. Isn't acceptable, Braden. Come on, guys. Come on. Take a deep breath. Come on. Let's do it together. <sighs> Relax. Isn't it acceptable? They were scored. They outscored 8-0 with their bench in the game in the final minute. Fine. Relax. Um, let's see here. <laughs> okay. Can we say... Good road win, great, and Air Force don't go in the same sentence. Fine, we can move on. I'll go. I'm with you. We can say that, Max. I agree. Uh, I agree, Tom. Reese is healthy. And by the way, there's another buy coming in the schedule. Now, they got a lot of like, you know, two day turnaround with travel here Friday. And then they get the extra day to get ready for Colorado State Tuesday, which is good because they're playing Friday and they don't play again until Tuesday. But then the quick turnaround Friday for New Mexico. Then again, the extra day into the next week. But They get to the end of February and they get the bye um, before the final week of the regular season. Then they, not that they get a bye, but I think senior night is a Friday. And should they secure a spot in the quarterfinals, they don't play again until the following Thursday. So, like, there's still some situations where you can get this team healthier and rested and work on yourself in the weeks ahead. I think that is something to consider. All right, let's see. Let's see here. All right, Brayden follows up by saying, let me read this. The starters playing 25 minutes needs to add a few minutes to that for being at elevation. Still thought they could have played less. I don't get it. you want them to play more minutes or less minutes here today? Because all of a sudden, if they would have played less minutes, I'd be here for more people. Hold on. Now they only won by nine because the starters didn't. So, you know, I think the starters played an appropriate number of minutes between 25 and 30. That's very reasonable. I think 35 to 40 wouldn't have been reasonable considering, you know, the score um elevation all those factors uh let's see here and yeah, not that it's spoiled i mean I, I understand the point i mean don't get me wrong i'm sitting there watching on tv too crossing my fingers and hoping they can finish it off up 18 or 19 dutchers you know brian Dutchers doing the same thing he would have preferred to win by 18 19 20. we all agree i'd prefer if the aztecs won every game they played so would brian dutchers so would everyone here But life doesn't work like that. The other team gets the ball for half the possessions too, is my point. So sometimes you just have to accept it. It is what it is. Over the course of 30-something games, this will happen. Just like over the course of 30-something games, you might stretch out a lead on someone else late. A game that you should win by six, you end up winning by 16. You got my point. Okay, this is about the last... Uh, comment I'm pulling up from Braden. the first six minutes defensively even with the normal rotation gave up 14 points I believe Air Force was better but that's not like us first six minutes of the second half maybe you're talking about if you're talking about the second half okay yeah they were better Air Force is better in the second half they were much better in the second half um okay uh michael what's going on man he says hey john what's up buddy aztecs did it had a very convincing road win exactly what they needed awesome for their confidence five stars michael yeah yeah i mean again i think they would have signed up for it right wouldn't you guys wouldn't you just fast forward if someone told you heading into this game i mean i I like the games i don't just want to see the final score but if someone told you hey aztecs win 77 64 tonight cool who says no right as a nine and a half point favorite as a 12 point Favorite and Ken Palm, you win by thirteen. Who says no? I think everyone's taking it. Uh, Bill says in the past two weeks the Aztecs have been doing the little things better that help win close games, getting more quality shots, moving the ball better to create spacing. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. By the way, I, you know, you know, I consume so much Aztec content. Like, and I've mentioned this before in the wrap up show here recently. Unequivocally, now the Aztec resume today is better than one year ago today. I always preface that by saying it doesn't mean they're gonna have the same success down the stretch or going around in the NCAA tournament. But last year, where like San Diego State was hovering in the like mid to high 20s, even in the 30s analytically, right at this time of year, they're more like hovering in the upper teens to 20. So I would say, you know, I don't have all the data in front of me, but they're like between five to seven spots better on average across all of the metrics, Ken Palm uh net predictive metrics bpi like there's all these things right that you'd be looking at and san diego state metrically is in a better situation today than they were a year ago today which to me is kind of amazing considering the expectations considering the losses that they suffered on this team due to graduation or transfer like a johnson and they're better off today than they were a year ago today again doesn't mean there'll be a five seat we don't know what's going to happen the next month Doesn't mean they're going to win five NCAA tournament games. We know how hard it is. But I'm just telling you, they have done their part to this point, including here tonight, in my opinion. Uh, FA says, thanks for staying up, John. Great show. Thank you, FA. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you hanging out. Really do. I don't know, Neil. I mean, it's, it's worked well. You know, I I thought Powell would start today, but he wasn't with the team and traveled commercially, and all of a sudden you've seen three starting lineups in three games. I think the versatility is probably a good thing. I don't know what it's going to look like Friday. Does Jay Powell start? Does Micah Parris start? Um, But, again, they've played well the last couple of days, so I would think that they would probably stick with what they've been doing the last couple of games would be my my guess. Um, Bill started it by saying – Moving the ball better to great spacing for attacking the rim. Great first half tonight. Yeah, the first half was great and the second half wasn't as good. And I think there's a natural like inclination to, you know, I mean, are you going to outscore someone by 50 points and shoot 70% from the floor in both halves? Like that's not easy to do. Yeah, they obviously played better in the first half and the second half. We can all agree on that. Um, and then Max says, uh, it's pretty exciting where we are in the metrics, considering that I felt last year's team was much better, frankly. I don't, you know, Max, it's funny. If you took yourself back, you know, in a, like a time capsule and put yourself on this date a year ago, there was a lot of critiquing going out of San Diego State. There was, um, whether it was offensive droughts or not putting it all together, um, or losing some close games on the road, right? Like, are they gonna reach their full potential? And they did. I mean even as late as a senior night loss on the road to Boise State where the Aztecs had a late lead that they lost, there was a lot of criticism of San Diego State at that point a year ago. And that was well past this point. That was late February when they lost that game in Boise. So I understand what you're saying, but if we could actually go back and travel back a year, I think there were – I don't know if the criticisms were comparable. They might have been different criticisms, but there was a high level of critiquing going on on SDSU throughout the course of last season until they really got going. Uh, maybe a senior night win through the Mountain West tournament. Then you're looking at, you know, four or five consecutive wins late. And they've done enough to get a five seed. And then we know the rest is kind of history. But, um, yeah, again, I mean, the, the metrics don't lie. I think the eye test is valuable as well. And I think they they pass both. I think metrically they pass the test. And I think with the eye test, they're 18 and five. And the, the losses are, quote, unquote, good losses. And they have good wins. Um, Gonzaga on the road is a really good win. Utah State at home is a really good win. Nevada at home now is looking like a better win. The Pac-12 wins, I think, are important. St. Mary's win looks better by the day as they've been dominant in the WCC. Absolutely dominant. They're playing some of the best basketball right now in the country, in fact, at St. Mary's. Let me get to a couple of more comments. um, And then we should all go to sleep, shouldn't we? Is anyone here in the East? Anyone watching at 2.22 a.m. or anyone watching the Central at 1.22 a.m. or anyone watching it in the Mountain at midnight? Everyone is at least up at 11.22, unless you're in Hawaii or somewhere else. Yeah, he's been good off the bench. He has. He's been good. I mean, that's he has. I mean, we, you know, there's been a lot of criticism of Elijah Saunders. And for those that have been so critical of Elijah Saunders, I think we should be, you know, uh, the, the people that have been critical, I think, should be complimentary of what he's done. And how he's accepted this role and he's kind of excelled in it over the last couple of games. I think, Braden um, four is realistic depending on how the season wraps up. There's so much basketball. Eight regular season, as many as three Mountain West tournament games. That gives you all kinds of, like, possibilities. I mean, from, like, running the table possibilities where you're starting to think about even seeding maybe better than a four. I don't know if that's realistic, I'm not a bracketologist, to not having success down the stretch and tumbling in the in the seed lines. So all of it is possible. Max says the bench depth was the major difference. I mean, last year's bench was like historically good. You had fifth and sixth year players coming off the bench. You have like all Americans off the bench and Jaden Ledee. This year's bench has really improved. Can we agree on that with like the pals? And again, DT's been coming off your bench at times. Miles Bird has turned it on. Miles Heidi is improving. It's different. I agree with you, Max. That was kind of like the kryptonite for SDSU a year ago. But you had like, man, there were so many factors. The COVID season. You had sixth-year player like Adam Seiko. You had fifth-year player like Aguakaro. You had Jane Ledee coming off your bench. I mean, it was a historically good team and a historically good bench as well. Okay, Max, we got. Okay, now all everything you've said here tonight, um, I'm cool with because it's 2:23 in the morning where you're watching. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Bill says, I don't even know what I'm, I'm just. I'm just responding to people that are commenting. So keep the comments going if you want me to stick around. Uh, he says Tramel starting is huge. His aggressiveness helps ignite the offense, and then bringing in Bird with size plus his elite vision helps Aztec's offense more dynamic. With Darian and Lamont. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see. GPA here says any knowledge of what the players say when they do a quick huddle after a foul, whatever it is, definitely solidarity. I have no idea, but you know, (laughs) they certainly, you know, if you watch San Diego state and you, you know, the effort that they play with, I mean, um, you know, it's about just staying, staying attached, so to speak, staying together, especially on the road when things can get trickier. Uh, Yeah, don't remind me either. Believe me. I talked about it for like two years straight. Thankfully, we made a national championship last year. All right, guys. um, Join me tomorrow. San Diego Sports 760. We'll be talking more Aztecs basketball. Getting you ready for that showdown Friday against Nevada in Reno. That huge, huge game. 5 p.m., by the way. 5 o'clock Pacific Friday. You can hear it right here on San Diego Sports 760. A full reaction for you as well. on the wrap-up show presented by my friend eric lanier at higher impact financial if you are here live or on replay if you would not mind subscribing if you wouldn't mind telling aztec fans about this channel i really do appreciate it got it off the ground about six months ago we have year on content for aztec fans so please do subscribe if you are here please smash the like button for me follow me on twitter at john schaefer that is j-o-n-s-c-h-a-e-f-f-e-r make sure to pick up this brand new catapult you t-shirt that supports the mesa foundation collective by clicking the link in the description down below all proceeds go to the mesa foundation which benefits san diego state men's and women's basketball players thank you if you're here on replay for the super thanks appreciate you guys becoming members as well and uh, much more to come throughout the course of february and into march as well thank you guys seriously thank you for your support of the channel thank you for hanging out um It is always fun. It is always fun, especially on these late, late nights. Aztecs over the Falcons in Colorado Springs, 77-64. Until next time, my name's John Schaefer. You've been watching The Wrap-Up Show. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Be safe.